Well, those are going around. Um, that last song that we sang, uh, speaking of the goodness of God, at our couples group uh, the, the other month, uh, we sang, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Paul was playing that for us. And there was one line in there that talks about God's goodness. It says, Let thy goodness be a fetter that mm-hmm. binds my wandering heart to thee. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love singing about God's goodness uh, and that goodness is such a simple word, right? It's kind of bland, it's a good word. but it means, it just, it's, it's so rich, right? The Lord is good. And that comes with it because of our own experience so much. You know, when Betsy asked me how my day was and I said it was good, not even close to what, when we talk about God's goodness, what that means. What I mean is pretty bland, right? Unimportant, eh, it was good. It's my standard answer. God's goodness, on the other hand, totally different. So speaking of, uh, we're going to talk about some key <coughs> uh, relationships, uh, relational partnerships, if you will, uh, <coughs> to help. Uh, us along on this this journey of who we are as heart of the redeemer um, it's helpful to start uh, again as Steve was alluding to matt's talk uh, Matt talked about uh, having a particular uh, vision looking through a particular lens tonight we're going to start by looking through the lens of covenant as a way to frame everything that I'm going to talk about. So, uh, you know, we, we know the scriptures, we know about uh, God's covenant, covenants with his people. We read about the covenant, his covenant with Noah, that he's not going to flood the earth anymore and destroy humanity, or with Abraham, that he will make of him a great nation, and that your offspring will be a blessing to all peoples. God's covenant with Moses, that God's people should live a certain way by keeping his commandments, uh, to be God's treasured possession, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. God's covenant with David, establishing the royal line to the coming of the king of kings. And then finally, in the new covenant, we hear Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of all covenants, the covenants of all covenants through the blood of of the cross, Jesus, the perfect mediator between God and man, bringing salvation to all. So I, I say that as a, an introduction to uh, frame, you know, what are, the, what are the themes that we can draw out of the Lord's work uh, through covenants? Uh, what, what would, what, how would you describe, uh, as you're hearing those covenants listed, uh, what are some key things that stick out to you that describe uh, what God's talking about with covenants? Just throw out some things that come to you. Relationship. Relationship. Two-sided. Amen. Two-sided. Yep. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Chosen. Chosen. Mm. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Free invitation. Right, meant for the good of the other. So that's the framework. That's what we're gonna we're gonna talk about within uh, that lens tonight. 
um, covenant. So covenant is, and we, we know this, covenant's more than just uh, an impersonal contract, which uh, two parties agree to something in exchange of goods or services. Uh, we talk about marriage as a covenant, because it is. Uh, a marriage is certainly has some contractual elements to it, uh, and promises, uh, uh, but it's much more than that, right? The covenant binds two people together, uh, marriage in a particular and a unique way, uh, but all covenants bind persons together in some way. And uh, so why do we start here? Because uh, again, I think it helps us to frame uh, some context to what we're actually talking about when we dig into uh, particular relationships that uh, we as a body of Heart of the Redeemer have with others. Um, relationship, again, love, gift of self, freedom, service of the brethren. So, uh, again, this probably alludes back to some of the things that Matt was saying too. Uh, by framing the presentation in this way, uh, it can come against a bit of a tendency that we have as human persons, uh, particularly in the culture in, the, in which we live, to view relationships uh, as, as utilitarian and as transactional. So at worst, in a situation like that, we have, uh, what's the benefit to me? Uh, what's the benefit to my organization with this relationship? Uh, or even at best, the idea of uh, common benefit by our mutual involvement, right? So we're both engaged uh, in this endeavor to a certain degree, a certain level, uh, and there's a positive outcome. So, you know, it's a, it's a cost benefit in a really good way, right? We, we don't, that's not a bad thing, uh, but it's different than what we're talking about with covenant. Uh, again, we've had, over the course of our history, we've had interactions uh, like that. You know, in the early days uh, with City on a Hill or with St. John the Baptist or with St. Regis, great uh, partnerships. You know, we, we want to be uh, working with these entities, uh, but it's different than uh, what we're going to get into when we talk about uh, the relationship that we have as a, as a community with uh, the likes of Christ the Redeemer and St. Paul's outreach and the sort of the spirit. So that's the, that's how it's going to lay out. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'll get into some specifics about uh, each of these relationships in a minute. Uh, but keep in mind that as we talk about each of these uh, entities, these organizations, uh, our relationship with each of them looks a little different. Uh, some are more formal, some are a little less formal, uh, but in all cases, they're relational. And uh, they recognize our history and the common work of the Holy Spirit uh, and a common life. So I, I hope that that, as the, the backdrop for uh, kind of launching into talking about each of them, that, that makes some sense and it helps us all to frame in our minds uh, what, we're, what we're talking about. So, uh, these three relationships in particular, uh, the leadership of the community believes that uh, these are some critical relationships for us as a community. 
uh, as many in the room can attest, right? You've been impacted yourselves by uh, the work of Christ the Redeemer, uh, of St. Paul's outreach, uh, or the broader sword of the Spirit. So uh, this isn't news to you. Uh, This is the truth, however. Uh, So we're going to talk about, we'll start with Community of Christ the Redeemer. Uh, As you know, I'm going to try to, as I go through each of these uh, entities, I'm going to talk about the history of our relationship, just to try to uh, summarize in a bit, where have we been? Uh, Why Answer another question, why is it important that we continue that relationship? So uh, talk to that. And then what that will look like uh, as the relationship moves forward. So try to answer each of those uh, for each of these relationships. So when we talk about Community of Christ the Redeemer, uh, from the very beginning, right, a long history, our whole history, in fact, uh, dates back to our relationship with Christ the Redeemer. Uh, couples like the Litzus and the Schleters and the Schoenfelders uh, came here from Community of Christ the Redeemer to help build Heart of the Redeemer Covenant Community. Uh, Christ the Redeemer leaders have served us on many, many occasions over the years. Uh, fall conferences, I was, this was really cool to kind of think through. I was actually looking through old uh, emails, like searching back in emails that are like eight years old, uh, just to re- kind of recall, remember what was going on back in uh, the early days. But fall conferences, uh, many men's and women's retreats, uh, pastoral workers' trainings, youth workers' trainings. Uh, the grosses came down for our Covenant Sunday that we had. Uh, various teachings along the way. So many points of connection and uh, history that we have. Uh, many of the things that we do, uh, no surprise, they come to us from how Christ the Redeemer does them. Right? So... Uh, Couples groups, men's and women's retreats, children's ministry, pastoral care, community leadership in the bundle. Uh, That's how Christ the Redeemer does it. Uh, That's who we were uh, receiving. Uh, It was our own experience, and that's what we were receiving in terms of how to run a community and how to build a community. So it's not surprising that uh, those, in fact, are uh, many of the similar approaches and Uh, patterns that we use here in Heart of the Redeemer. Uh, And what a gift that is, right? What a gift that is to have a people uh, that has been living this life faithfully for many years, uh, and we can ride on their coattails a bit, and lo and behold, have a community uh, of our own. So why is it important that we continue our relationship with Christ the Redeemer? Uh, Because it's where we came from. That's why it's important. Uh, They're the nearest covenant community uh, in proximity to us here in Kansas City, uh, which makes a connection with them convenient for us. Uh, They're a healthy, growing, and spirit-filled community uh, that's a model for caring for its members, being 11 in the local church, and forming mature disciples. Why wouldn't we want to be connected with that, right? So, so many examples of uh, wonderful lay witnesses of family life uh, in Heart of the Redeemer. Um, So, there you go. Uh, Our relationship with Christ the Redeemer moving forward, it'll continue to be informal. I suspect it'll continue to be fairly regular. 
there's a team coming down for our married couples retreat. Uh, what a blessing that is to mm-hmm. have the same retreat that they did up in St. Paul is going to be done here with the same team, all the same people. Mm-hmm. They're doing it here. So that's the blessing of being relatively close to uh, Christ the Redeemer. <clears throat> if they're willing, uh, the leaders of, of Christ the Redeemer, that is, continuing to serve our community on occasion, uh, coming to encourage us, uh, to speak with us. So that's the way it's going to look. Uh, informal, um, we, we ask them for a lot, and they continue to give. So it's probably the way it's going to be. Maybe at some point when we continue to grow and get, get older as a community, maybe we can offer something back to them. Uh, I say that. I would say that uh, the fact that we are a community is an inspiration to them. So let's not sell ourselves short. There was no community here, uh, and now there is. And that's an inspiration for a community that's, that's older than us to say the Lord is not uh, abandoning us as a covenant community. In fact, he's starting new ones uh, mm-hmm. that came from us. So uh, they're encouraged. I know that they're encouraged uh, by what's mm-hmm. going on here in Kansas City. So praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, SBO, the history of our relationship, again, goes back way to the beginning uh, in fact, their uh, before there was a Heart of the Redeemer Covenant community, uh, SPO was in operation here uh, in the area at Benedictine College. Uh, and there was young adult work going on here in Kansas City uh, with Matt and Sam, uh, even before there was a community. So uh, as a community began to form, We were connected to the work of St. Paul's Outreach in uh, several particular ways. Uh, HRCC leaders helping teach formation, uh, pastorally caring for missionaries. uh, Because of the work that Matt and Sam were doing with young adults, uh, the young adult outreach was particularly connected to our community. Uh, And some of you can attest to that. You were connected as young adults to our community. There was active service uh, of young adults by community members, uh, and we were we were a little younger back then, so that connection was 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 a bit easier. Uh, We could still get away with it, I would say. Uh, What are you saying? I'm saying we're we're old. Yeah, leading so leading events, leading small groups, pastoral care retreats, all these things. in fact, three of the first four uh, SPO missionaries that were serving locally here in Kansas City, our very own John Prost uh, and Joe and Kimmy, uh, were the beginnings of SPO's work uh, in Kansas City here. So praise God for, oh, what's that? Gina. Gina. <clears throat> Gina, you were up in Benedictine. Thank you for that. That's right. Uh, if you recall, we would regularly have SPO missionaries attend our community gatherings. Uh, and Matt will speak more to this. Uh, we're going to have another session that's, that's more particular to the history of uh, SPO and Heart of the Redeemer. Uh, but there was a lot of connection uh, from the very beginnings between our community and SPO. Uh, so why is it important that we continue our relationship with SPO uh, again, because it's our roots. The work of SPO has born out of uh, the new life in the Holy Spirit. Uh, 
that came alive through uh, the charismatic renewal in the church, the call of God to be a missionary disciples, uh, living the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Many of us in this room have either served with uh, or been formed by uh, the work of SPO, and that speaks uh, also to the common elements of the life we share together. Uh, it's basically you know, community living as a single person with charismatic worship, uh, formation in Christian maturity, uh, growth and discipleship, caring for one another, laying down our lives in service, relational evangelism. It's all the same stuff, right? Uh, as a community, we provide a place of stability for SPO, a place where people formed in SPO can come around and they can feel comfortable, right? They can come right in. This is familiar uh, because we're doing the same stuff. So our relationship with SPO moving forward, uh, you know, as we know, the, the work of SPO has grown substantially here in Kansas City, uh, and we have a, as a community have grown substantially since those early days. Uh, so we're not going to go back to the old days. That's, that's not what it's about uh, in terms of what our connection looks like. Uh, but we're actively looking for ways in which we can connect, uh, partner, and support one another. Uh, leaders of SPO and Heart of the Redeemer have been meeting quarterly to pray together, uh, to talk to one another about uh, hopes and expectations about what uh, this relationship can look like moving forward, and actively look for ways uh, that we can connect our community with SPO. <clears throat> uh, one, of the, one of the particular ways that we're going to do that is uh, we're going to have a gathering in January. Our, our January gathering is going to be uh, an SPO-focused gathering. So we're going to hear from uh, missionaries that are doing the Lord's work in SPO, uh, kind of updates from uh, the work at Benedictine, the college work here in Kansas City, the young adult work. Uh, we're going to hear some testimonies from uh, the faithfulness of the Lord and the work that they're doing. Uh, just kind of we'll get a chance to have each of the teams get introduced. So uh, again, it's it's kind of going back to that, that is actually going back to the way that it used to be uh, when we were a bit more connected with the work of SPO. Uh, so we just want to have a time in which we can uh, celebrate and honor and pray with, uh, come alongside the work of SPO uh, and really support that. So uh, I'm looking forward to that time in January uh, as one small step of uh, continuing to work together and to partner uh, we're just at the beginning of this uh, renewed relationship with SPO uh, as we continue to actively work at connecting our organizations. We hope to uh, foster unity and encouragement of one another in doing so. Um, uh, in a little bit more particular way, uh, in other parts of the country where SPO is uh, closely connected with other covenant communities, uh, they have found it helpful and beneficial to have uh, a partnership agreement that's, uh, that's agreed, agreed to by both parties uh, that establishes the shared identity that uh, we as a covenant community and SPO have in our identity in Christ. Uh, but it helps to clarify what the expectations are for how we uh, relate to them and how they relate to us, uh, our practical service and our commitments to each other. So uh, that's one uh, a bit more formalized way uh, in which we hope that uh, over time uh, that we can relate to SPO. 
Um, so I guess I'll, I'll just offer that as that's a bit more formal uh, than uh, the way things uh, work with the relationship with Christ the Redeemer. Uh, but it's a, I think it'll be a good thing uh, so it's clear and it's uh, helpful to both entities uh, how we relate to one another. Uh, and then lastly, our relationship with the sword of the spirit, uh, again, helpful to just kind of go back and uh, in the archives and uh, look at all of the things that uh, we've done with sword of the spirit over the years. Uh, of course, Christ the Redeemer is a, is a full member of sword of the spirit. So from the beginning, we were, we were interacting with sword of the spirit uh, with the face of Christ the Redeemer, uh, but more uh, recently than that, uh, all the way back to uh, 2015, we started with uh, some leadership training. Uh, women leaders went on a, a regional women's leaders conference. Uh, we followed that up uh, with the international coordinators meeting. That was in May of 2016. Uh, and then we've just had a host of uh, excellent uh, leaders that are serving in, in different ways and sort of the spirit come and bless us. Uh, Mike Shaughnessy came for a fall conference. We had James Monk and Molly Kilpatrick come for uh, Youth Bridge and Youth Worker Training uh, session. Dave and, J- D- Dave and Jane Hughes came out. Uh, John Yoakum uh, for fall conferences. Uh, Dan Keating's been uh, connecting uh, a little bit more regularly more recently. Uh, so all, all number of uh, connections that we've had with individuals within the Sword of the Spirit uh, again, more recently, we've had uh, some more training opportunities. So a set of leaders went through some senior leaders training last year with uh, sort of the spirit material, hearing from them, uh, and then discussing it within our groups. Uh, and then we're going through some pastoral workers training this year. Uh, so those that are going through that training, uh, again, it's, it's uh, the sort of the spirit is, is packaged in a way that makes it a really easy lift for us to uh, pick that up and provide that training. So a uh, number of, of interactions over the years that we've been uh, blessed by, you know, I guess one of the nice things about it is you get the, uh, we can we can hand pick who, who we invite uh, to come and speak at our thing. So we get the, the powerhouse, uh, powerhousers coming out here. You know, Sue Cummins coming for a women's retreat, come on, yeah. right? So we get, uh, we get some great folks to come out and uh, to really bless us with their uh, experience and wisdom and knowledge. Uh, so why is it important that we continue our relationship with sort of the spirit? Uh, I, I think first and foremost, it seems as though we as heart of the redeemer, as we've uh, continued to grow, uh, we recognize that we're part of a larger movement of the Lord, right? This isn't something that is, uh, unique to Kansas City, a uh, covenant community. This isn't uh, something that the Lord is only doing uh, in our midst, but he's doing this all over the place uh, as a means to be a blessing. Uh, because we believe uh, that, you know, as, again, on its face, so much of the way that we live our life and the way that we go about it uh, came via another sort of the spirit community, uh, a common call of the Lord to live in a particular way uh, that we share with other sort of the spirit communities, communities of disciples on mission, 
life in the Holy Spirit, expressive praise. Uh, this is a common call to communities within the sword of the Spirit. <clears throat> and by continuing our relationship, uh, it allows us to explore uh, and discern if this indeed is the case for us as heart of the Redeemer. Uh, a common mission. It would seem as though uh, the mission the Lord has entrusted to heart of the Redeemer, uh, we've talked about being a bulwark, uh, building up community life, evangelization, being a blessing and encouragement to the church around us. But again, this is common uh, to sort of the spirit communities. And again, continuing this relationship will help us to explore uh, if that indeed is, is the case for us. Uh, the Sword of the Spirit is a community of communities that provides uh, covenant communities around the world with support and encouragement, inspiration, and resources. Uh, why wouldn't we want that? Uh, I, I need that in my own life uh, as, I, as I try to lead, uh, to be encouraged, to be inspired, uh, to have resources available to me. What a blessing. Uh, we know and have experienced the wisdom and the experience uh, from communities that have been around, leaders that have led them for a long time, uh, and that has helped us tremendously as we're, you know, 10 years, 10, 12 years or so into this. Uh, there's been people that have been doing this for a long time. Uh, the things that we experience are not new. Uh, the difficulties that we have are nothing new. Uh, the growth that we're experiencing and the the uh, just all that goes into that is nothing new. So um, leadership resource, uh, coming, speaking as a leader, the support and the care and the investment uh, that sort of the spirit leaders have uh, made in Heart of the Redeemer is invaluable. I, I, we, we wouldn't uh, be where we're at today without that. Uh, so I'm eternally grateful for <clears throat> the hours upon hours that uh, leaders in Sword of the Spirit have given to <clears throat> us as a community. We talk about the youth bridge uh, in some particular ways with uh, sending our kids out to Yes Retreat, uh, but even more broadly, uh, the work that <clears throat> Sword of the Spirit does with uh, training youth workers and uh, having a place for uh, young professionals to uh, relate with one another, uh, whether it's, it's virtually or getting together for uh, various conferences. Um, so all of those things, thank you, actually, I had a water right there, uh, are the, uh, just some indications of uh, why it's important that we continue this relationship. And then uh, to round it out, uh, what, what's our relationship moving forward? What will that look like? Uh, so when we talk about moving forward our relationship with Sword of the Spirit, what we're talking about is uh, the initial stage of membership as part of the Sword of the Spirit. So similar to our formation process where uh, people that, that come in initially are in an initiations stage, an affiliate stage as you move along and you've been around for a while, and you want to uh, more specifically discern our life, uh, you move into the underway stage uh, that you all are uh, either in or have been, uh, and, then, and then you move to full membership. So it's, it, it mirrors, not surprisingly, it mirrors the process of 
uh, somebody's entrance into a covenant community. It's a, it takes time. It takes investment. It takes discernment. Uh, it takes the Lord's work to see if this is something he is indeed uh, calling you to. And very similarly, uh, that's what our uh, community would enter into with affiliating with sort of the spirit as the beginning stage of uh, discerning if we indeed have a common call, common mission, common vision for a way of life. So we have the opportunity to make that uh, decision in March to formally affiliate with the sort of the spirit uh, and just wanted to mention a few things uh, of what that would look like if we do indeed affiliate with the sword of the spirit. Um, as I was kind of putting this list together, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like cheating uh, because most of the things that uh, this would mean were were actually already were already being blessed by uh, things like. Uh, Dan Keating would would most likely continue, uh, but in a in a formal way, uh, be named as an outside coordinator to us. So he's largely functioning in that capacity right now. But uh, it would be uh, that's one of the things that happens when you affiliate is they assign you with uh, an, an older and wiser brother to uh, work with you to uh, be an encouragement uh, to help. Uh, by asking questions as you as you work through things uh, and be a, a resource to more broadly uh, to connect you more broadly with the sword of the spirit so uh, that'll continue uh, in the same way Teresa DeMarie again presumably would be uh, named our uh, outside senior women's leader so that'll also continue to act uh, much in the same way as it does now uh, connecting women's leaders with Teresa <laughs> Teresa being uh, an encouragement and uh, kind of a sounding board for uh, wisdom as an outside voice. Uh, we'd be worked into a cycle of uh, visitations. Uh, we had kind of a visitation uh, back in 2017 uh, where a set of community leaders come in and they uh, do a set of interviews and uh, kind of encounter the life of the community um, just to get a flavor for the things that are going on, the things that are going well, uh, areas of growth, uh, and and what a what a great blessing that is to have an outside voice, somebody again that has loads of wisdom uh, in living community life and leading community life in and of themselves, offer us uh, not harsh criticism, but good, solid. Uh, encouragements and recommendations and really uh, seeks to build us up as a community, right? They, they live this life as well and they know how uh, important encouragement is. So uh, praise God that that would be, that's, that's part of the, the invitation is uh, going through uh, visitations. I, I don't know how frequently those are, but uh, you need one to move to the next stage of your formation. So we would start out uh, in this this affiliate stage before we could uh, progress to the next stage. We would need to have a visitation. Um, we would continue to be invited to the regional and the international leadership uh, and and conferences that happen, the trainings, the teachings, the events. Uh, so again, we're we're already being invited to those, uh, but we would continue to be invited to those after this. Uh, 
yes retreat, the the pastoral training, uh, the again all the things that I mentioned with the the regional events that happen. Uh, so that's not going to change. Um, the financial support piece uh, at some level as you enter into uh, again similar to how we operate with uh, people that are in affiliate stage. Uh, we we want people to be uh, tithing. And if you can tithe some to the community, that's great. Uh, but there's an expectation that it's it's actually just more important that you're being generous with your money and you're giving back the Lord what he is due. Um, so as you start that process, uh, you have the opportunity to uh, give to uh, the work of Sword of the Spirit in uh, the costs that they incur to Uh, pay the stipends of the people that are caring for us and the travel that they incur in that. Um, The support and the funds for uh, Kairos staff, who, again, have been uh, such a blessing to our community and uh, to the youth of our community. So uh, those are the things that the financial support (coughs) would go towards. Uh, So that, I guess, in a nutshell, is... Uh, hopefully that's helpful to help us better understand uh, these particular relationships uh, that that we have um, and how important they are to to us as heart of the redeemer and hopefully you can see how viewing these relationships through the lens of covenant uh, at least provides the context to the importance of the history that we have. Uh, the importance of continuing the relationships uh, as they are and the importance of uh, continuing those relationships as we move forward. So um, as all these relationships continue to develop, we recognize that there's still uh, additional information and there's questions that that we may all have uh, in them and that's fine and that's good. Uh, but we're excited to continue to draw from the richness that uh, is Community of Christ the Redeemer, uh, and we're looking to continue our work with uh, the work that SPO is doing, uh, impacting uh, lives through the Lord's work, uh, and we're looking to take the first step in affiliating with the Sword of the Spirit. So uh, I just hope that this was a helpful window into uh, framing who we are as a community Uh, where we've been as a community, uh, and hopefully what things look like moving forward with uh, some some particular key relationships. So I think with that, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to hand it over to Steve. Thank you.